Hello and welcome to Just the Facts. This is your host, Tashnika Bryant. I do hope everyone has had a good day. We have had a very busy news cycle over the last couple of days. So this is courtesy of Mother Jones. Um, Trump decided um, that it would be a good idea for him to go for what some are calling a joyride. So the shocking episode immediately called into question the safety of the Secret Service agents who were seen riding inside the SUV mere feet away from the president. And the bottom of the story states that Trump just left Walter Reed to go on a reckless joyride to greet his supporters. So outside of Walter Reed, which um, was the military hospital in which Trump was receiving treatment uh, for his uh, COVID-19 infection and his supporters had gathered outside of the hospital. And so Trump thought it would be a good idea to go and see them. Um, so he got in the car with the secret service people, um, in the SUV where of course, um, the windows are up. Um, Trump is not wearing an N95 mask. He's just wearing a normal cloth mask and he's at the height of his infection and, and of his infectious rate, meaning that he's easily able to infect others right now. Um, so putting um, himself and the Secret Service people um, at risk for, for um, catching the coronavirus, which is, of course, something that we should all seek to avoid when we are sick. The best thing that we can do um, is to, of course, wear a mask and then uh, self-isolate and quarantine for 14 days so that we do not um, continue to spread um, any type of coronavirus infection. Um, So essentially, he's put um, his Secret Service people um, in danger yet again. And this is courtesy of Politico. Uh, President Trump's doctors revealed that the president's condition is more serious than uh, what the White House has thus far acknowledged. Uh, Trump had trouble breathing Saturday morning, uh, his doctors acknowledged during, during today's briefing. And they started a treatment use used only for severe or critical cases of COVID-19. So there's been a lot of conflicting reports um, out of the White House pertaining to Trump's actual condition. Um, Some people say that he had, that allegedly he had to have oxygen while he was in the White House. Um, Then there's other reports that say that that did not take place. So um, they're kind of, all over the place, but it appears that he is sicker than what they would like Americans and the global community at large um, to believe. Uh, This is courtesy Occupy Democrats. 
Um, and this is from Dr. Bob Watcher. He said, when I heard about Trump's Secret Service joyride around Walter Reed, I thought this has got to be a joke. But nope, it's real. So massively irresponsible. And another reason to question whether he is capable of making sound decisions at this time. Um, so another um, stern and yet harsh criticism of the president and his um, mishandling and irresponsible behavior pertaining to the virus. And it would seem he's just not irresponsible when it comes to American citizens, of which over 200,000 have succumbed to this virus. But he is also reckless and irresponsible when it comes to his own health uh, regarding the coronavirus. Um, currently, we have uh, Chris Christie, who was the former uh, governor of New Jersey, has tested positive and is currently hospitalized. And we have uh, the White House Press Secretary, uh, Kaylee McAvee. Um, she has tested positive along with Stephen Miller, a senior policy advisor to Trump. Um, and we also, in the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and this is courtesy MSNBC, uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, and at least three other members of uh, the eight-member Joint Chiefs are quarantining after the vice commander or co commandant, excuse me, of the Coast Guard tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so basically, it's running rampant. Um, I guess you could pretty much state that the White House is a hotspot at this point in time. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so courtesy of Occupy Democrats, um, Trump announced via Twitter, which is of course how he conducts foreign policy and how he, um, communicates with, um, the American public and the global, uh, community, uh, Donald Trump tweeted that he will be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. Um. <laughs> So, of course, he's he's feeling better because um, he's on a um, an extreme uh, amount of experimental drugs, cocktails of drugs with uh, steroids in them. Um, so he a lot all the, a, a lot of these drugs don't even have FDA approval yet. And he was able to get. Uh, compassionate release and usually compassionate release is reserved for persons who are extremely ill unto death and they're just looking for anything that might give them more time um, so those are the medications that he's uh, currently on so um, 
this is courtesy of now this politics, um, which kind of gives a breakdown of what's going on pertaining to Trump leaving the hospital. So it says Trump leaves the hospital after four days. And remember, uh, when it comes to COVID-19, um, you are looking at a recovery period of at least two weeks. Um, so he leaves the hospital after four days. Uh, President Trump is departing Walter Reed National Military Medical Center after being treated there for four days uh, for COVID-19. CNN reports that as recent as this morning, sources close to the president urged him to remain in the hospital, suggesting that it would be bad if Trump got worse after returning to the White House. Just hours ago, the president's physician Dr. Sean Connolly spoke to the press to offer updates on the president's health. Though he may not be entirely out of the woods yet, the team and I agree that all his evaluations and most importantly, his clinical status support his return home where he'll be surrounded by world-class medical care 24-7, Connolly stated. When asked about Trump's tweet saying, don't be afraid of COVID, Conley refused to comment. Conley also declined to tell the press the last time Trump tested negative, saying, I don't want to go backwards. Upon returning to the White House, Trump will be working in a temporary isolated office close to medical to the medical suite and away from West Wing staffers. Um so there's a lot of mystery clouding um, when he tested positive and when he was aware um, that he was sick. Uh, but the White House is being very tight lipped um, regarding that information. Um, so it's very hard for us to understand what the actual timeline is. Um so this is courtesy of MSNBC. Uh, President Trump returns to the White House and he takes off his mask, salutes and waves and interacts with staff members on the balcony. Um, so this was quite a scene. Um, he, he flies in from Walter Reed uh, on Marine One. He climbs out of Marine One and walks up the stairs to the balcony. Um, he takes his mask off. Now, mind you, he is tested positive for COVID-19. He is highly infectious at this time. Um, the West Wing, uh, the people who are in his inner circle are testing positive left and right. Um, the White House is literally a hotbed of COVID-19 infection. He stands there and salutes. You can see him. You can see his breathing is belabored. You can tell that that he's not getting all of his oxygen as he stands there and he salutes. So I'm assuming he was it was intentional and this was in some way designed to make him look strong. Um, I don't think it quite conveyed the message that he was necessarily looking for. Um, cause to me, it was very clear that he was not breathing properly, which, <laughs> you know, is concerning. I mean, you know, I, I 
it's good that he'll be getting, you know, 24-hour care at the White House, but the White House, however great the care may be, and I don't doubt that it's amazing, is not a hospital. It's not a triage. It's it's not set up um, for that type of situation should he have um, a medical emergency. Um, I just hope that his need to project uh, this, you know, picture of strength uh, doesn't end up costing him um, in the long run. Um, so we shall see how that progresses. Um, his his children are concerned, and uh, I'm assuming this is from an anonymous source, uh, Donald Trump Jr., allegedly wants to stage an intervention because he thinks his dad's his dad is acting crazy um i would wager that your father's been acting crazy for quite some time um i don't think it's just because of the coronavirus but you know um it doesn't seem that it, that has had an effect on him because he still went home so i don't know if they actually did try to uh stage an intervention or what um this is courtesy of democracy now um shocking medical experts trump has returned to the white house while still infectious with the coronavirus and after more than a dozen people in trump's orbit have already tested positive for covid19 emergency room physician uh dr dara cass says she was horrified by President Trump's uh, dismissive attitude toward the pandemic that has killed more than 200,000 people in the United States. I had the virus, she's speaking of herself, uh, says Dr. Cass. I never left my bedroom without an N95 mask on my face because I was petrified of giving it to my friends and family. Um... So there you have it. Uh, you have someone who um, who actually uh, lived through the virus and um, took proper precautions and protocols. Um, it's amazing to me that he can be as sick as he is and still seem relatively unfazed um, regarding the virus. I don't know if it's just not clicking with him how serious and how quite sick he is i mean given the fact that he's 74 he's morbidly obese um his doctors did admit that he's uh has a uh, cholesterol his cholesterol is higher than it should be um i don't know what other medical issues there may or may not be um but he's a higher risk individual um the fact that he's essentially still not taking this 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 uh situation seriously is just baffled me um and it not only me um it also baffles experts and our social media communities um this is courtesy of msnbc uh facebook has removed a post from president trump that downplayed the dangers of the coronavirus pandemic and compared it to the flu, a comparison that medical experts have repeatedly said is unfounded and potentially dangerous. So this is something that he was saying 
when everything initial happened and when everything initially happened in March, uh, that it was just a bad flu and all of this. And that repeatedly has been debunked. Um, nothing, no comparison, not like the flu whatsoever. Um, so I'm glad that, uh, Facebook, um, removed that post, um, because it is disingenuous, um, and it is, um, giving people an idea of it that takes away from the seriousness of it. And I wager if, if he were to speak to the over, um, 200 plus thousand, uh, family members, of those that have succumbed from the virus, they would definitely um, not agree with him and tell him differently. So we'll see as this continues to unfold. Um, His doctors have said that they will not breathe a sigh of relief until around Monday of next week regarding his health. So we will see as that unfolds. So um, Joe Biden had a town hall last night. I don't know if you guys were able to catch it, but it was um, I watched it on MSNBC and um, a young woman stood up and she asked the question to Vice President Biden pertaining to Roe versus versus Wade. Right. Um, So I'm just going to read what his response was um, to the question of what would he do to protect it? Because there's a lot of concern um, if uh, the Senate is able to confirm who would be the new Justice Barrett uh, to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There's concern with her belief system that she would overturn want seek to overturn Roe Roe v versus Wade um and so there's a lot of concern amongst women and our reproductive rights um when it comes to her uh so this is courtesy of uh now this politics uh democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden has vowed to protect Roe v versus Wade Uh, If he's elected president, despite the imminent possibility of the conservative justice filling the empty seat in the Supreme Court, Joe Biden promises to protect Wade as the law of the land. So he wants to make it a law um, so that we don't have to worry about it being overturned and, you know, all the threats to are being able to have control over our bodies just as men have control over their bodies. So um, I I thought that that was a very good answer and a very good way of looking at it. Uh, I myself am pro-choice. I feel that, um, you know, you have the right to do what you deem necessary with your body. And I feel that men and women should equally share that right Um, without receiving condemnation. So, uh, so this was very interesting. Everybody knows that we are having a lot of 
hardship in our country because of the coronavirus. Um, a lot of people are facing eviction or have been evicted. A lot of people have lost their jobs or their hours have been uh, severely cut. And one of the biggest uh, issues is that America is one of the only countries um, that is considered a developed nation uh, that is not providing support for their citizens. Uh, Canada, the UK, um, Australia, Germany, everywhere, France, they're all providing support for their citizens. They're all making sure that you don't have to pay rent or you don't have to pay a mortgage. Uh, I know in France, they just a few weeks ago passed a bill that would extend 80% of, fur of furloughed employees' salaries through the end of the year because of the virus. Um, yet, when you look at America, um, we have received one stimulus check and um, the protections for evictions expired. Um, there was the HEROES Act that was uh, provided by Congress. Um, it would have extended everything for, um, I don't know how long it would have extended it for, but I do know that they went and they passed it a um, hundred days before the initial bill was to expire and it would have maintained all of the same protections, including the extra $600 for unemployment and continued um, assistance with the stimulus and protections from eviction. Um, there's been multiple issues uh, with Republicans not really understanding that people need assistance. Um, you know, there was the, the one issue where they had the bill that they were going to do that had no bipartisan support. Um, and that bill had absolutely nothing in it for COVID relief. It had a whole bunch of money in it for a new FBI building and tons of money for the military, but it had nothing, absolutely nothing for COVID, which is what the bill was supposed to be about. Um, so a lot of back and forth, they, you know, wanted to take the 600 away from the people who are unemployed and receiving unemployment and take it down to 300 or 400. And it's just horrible um, how people, how the working class and the working poor have been treated in this country. So today, um, and this is courtesy of now this politics, uh, Trump ends talks on COVID relief bill. President Trump says he has instructed his representatives to stop negotiating for a new coronavirus relief bill until after the election. And that he asked GOP leader um, Mitch McConnell to focus full time on approving Trump's Supreme Court nominee. That means no new checks or benefits for tens of millions of Americans who have lost their jobs or health care in recent months, including low income people facing eviction and hunger. Stocks fell sharply immediately after Trump's announcement. COVID-19 continues to spread widely in the U.S., 
Only four states are showing downward trends. Hawaii, uh, Kansas, looks like Minnesota, and South Carolina. Uh, while 22 states show upward trends and 24 states have steady trends. CNN reports Dr. Anthony Fauci noted this week that the U.S. still has about 40,000 to 45,000 new infections each day. That's not a very good place to be as you're entering into the fall and winter months. Um, So essentially, he's saying that his Supreme Court pick is more important than people having food, people having shelter, children having food, children having shelter, uh, people having uh, any type of money to be able to maintain some type of dignity and being able to take care of themselves. It's also very telling that he says that he's not going to do anything until after the election, uh, because essentially what he's saying is if you don't vote for me and take care of me, I'm not going to take care of you. So he's hinging you being able to eat on forcing the vote for him so that you can take care of you know, your children and keep from being evicted. Um, I think it's disgusting and deplorable uh, that that's even something that's on their mind. Um, The Supreme Court pick is frankly not important at this point in this uh, this juncture. Um, You need to make sure that you're taking care of your citizens like that's what you're charged to do. You are supposed to look out for the best interest of the American public and you are supposed to do what's best for us, especially in times of crisis. This is this is what being president is all about this one moment right here. And since he can't encourage people to vote for him based on his record or based on anything that he actually did to improve um, America or our standing in the world, Um, he's choosing to try to essentially strong arm people to get people to vote. Um, so it's quite sickening. Um, I know Nancy Pelosi and, and, uh, Steve Mnuchin were very close to coming together with some sort of package. Um, and I just feel really, really bad for the American people who are suffering right now. Um, it's horrible to see how desperate things are getting for people. And it's very scary to think how turbulent things can become in America um, if people are starving. Because if people are starving, that's when they start stealing and breaking in and taking things um, because they're starving and they're desperate. Um, in a country that is as rich as we are, that's been able to give multiple millions of dollars to corporations that didn't even need it. Um, you would think that they would be able to spare some for those that are our working class or are working poor. Um, Nancy Pelosi states, uh, walking away from coronavirus talks demonstrates that President Trump is unwilling to come up with a plan to contain this pandemic. He shows his contempt for science, disdain for first responders, and refuses to put money 
in workers' pockets who are struggling to pay their rent and feed their families. So, um, that's heartbreaking. It is really heartbreaking to see that, that this is where we've come to. Um, and there's literally nothing that we can do about it. Um, at this point, um, that's why it's important to vote. Just make sure that you guys are out there voting. Um, cause it, never has our has our lives dependent on it more so the cdc has been putting out you know multiple conflicting reports regarding the coronavirus which to an extent is understandable because we're still learning about this virus and how it works um so to an extent it's understandable that there's been a lot of back and forth but this is courtesy of msnbc uh the cdc has updated its page on the spread of of the coronavirus monday to say that small droplets and particles may be able to infect people who are further than six feet away from the person who was infected or after the person has left the space. So essentially they're saying um, that COVID-19 can at some times be considered airborne. So we'll see um, how that how that changes or matures as you know they continue to do more research and evaluate what's happening. Um, Courtesy of MSNBC, I don't know if you guys remember uh, the woman who, her name was Kim Davis, and she was uh, the court registrar, and she was refusing to provide marriage licenses to same-sex couples on the basis of her personal Christian belief system, um, not the basis of the policies uh, that were set up, um, you know, with the state. Um, she was actually like a guest at the State of um, the Union uh, for the Republican Party. And yeah, so I, I did not agree with what she was trying to do. I mean, at the end of the day, your personal belief system is your personal belief system and you're entitled to have it. But your personal belief system cannot uh, pour over into your everyday professional life. If you want to have a job that's going to maintain a set of a value system that you hold dear, then you need to work within a denomination or within a career that supports your core belief system, because it is unfair to try to pass that belief system onto someone else. Um, and apparently uh, the Supreme Court agreed with my line of uh, thought. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court rejects an appeal from Kim Davis, the former Kentucky County clerk who cited her religious beliefs in refusing to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. So I, that's a great win for same-sex couples. Um you know, this is your job as the county clerk. I misspoke earlier. I said registrar. She's a clerk. Um, that's your job. So either you're going to do your job um, or you need to find another one. 
that supports a belief system uh, that works better for your core values. But you cannot uh, you cannot place your core values on other people. This is why America is America and we have a separation of church and state. Um, you know, the church has no business interfering in the state and the state has no business interfering in the church. So th- we had a, an extremely uh, busy news cycle and I just wanted to kind of keep you guys abreast of uh, what was going on. Um, I do hope that that was um, helpful for you. Um as always, um, I will be back tomorrow because we have the vice presidential debate between Senator Kamala Harris and uh, sitting vice president uh, Mike Pence. So uh, please look out for that uh, episode that will go up tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in to Just the Facts. And as always, I am your host, Tashnika Bryant.